The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, June 7th, 2021. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and my co-producer, Ken Morton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. My goodness, what a beautiful day it is here in Sonoma County. A little bit warm, but beautiful, as always. It's been a beautiful weekend spending time in our garden. I got this new lawn chair that I can relax on, and I am just so excited about it. It's amazing. It's the small things in life that really make a big difference, that's for sure. Well, I have two special guests joining me on the phone today will be Christine Bayrou, uh, who is a Sunrise Movement Sonoma County leader and an environmental science educator for Sonoma County Water. Also joining me on the phone is 16-year-old Maddie Rudell, who is a Sonoma County resident and member of the Sunrise Movement in Sonoma County and is one of the high school students who is doing the entire 266-mile march from Paradise, California, to San Francisco to bring attention to the environmental crisis that we were we are all experienced and also uh the march is to support uh, it's called the civilian climate corps which was established as part of president biden's executive orders on climate and the young people are marching to support that and to make sure that it is absolutely put in place and something is done you know it's very interesting the future it's their future And I'm really impressed with these young people, and I think it's very important as women, as mothers, as grandmothers, as great-grandmothers like myself, that we support the movement. I was very excited when I did an interview about two or three weeks ago and found out that there is a program called Arm in Arm that does support these young people. So we, we need to be aware. We need to be aware of why they're marching and what they're doing, and I'm really Please, that I'm going to have somebody from the Sunrise Movement because it's an amazing, an amazing organization. Let me just tell you just a little bit about them. Um, I read, in reading on the uh, in on the internet, I just found out so much information. And one of the things is they are a movement to stop climate change and create millions of good paying jobs. And they grow their power through working in their communities. And it's young people, you know, many of them are under, you know. Uh, the woman, the young woman I'm going to interview today, Maddie, is only 16 years old, and I'm just amazed at how articulate she is, and I'm looking forward to the interview. Well, Ken and I went to the birthday celebration of young Andy Lopez, who was shot and killed by Deputy Eric Gailhouse on October 21st, 2013, when he was only 13 years old. If he had lived, he would have been 21 years old today, and it was just... 
it was just an amazing, an amazing ceremony. And looking at some of the next week, I'm going to read a, a, a post that went on Facebook that kind of explains it. But I thought I would just just do a shout out today to all the wonderful people who showed up to celebrate his birthday and to bring forward his name again. I mean, it should not be forgotten. My philosophy is if it's one mother's child is shot and killed in this fashion, it could happen to any mother's child. And we all need to stand up and say, no, please stop killing our young people. Well, it was an exciting weekend. I mean, my goodness, you know, many of the schools uh, had outdoor graduation ceremonies along with Zoom presentations, which were really, really great. Uh, I watched a graduation ceremony on Zoom for Piner High School. It was so refreshing to see all these young, young students graduating high school, and they did it in spite of the pandemic. I mean, that is just amazing to me. And I want to do a special uh, shout-out to Haven Celeste Rogers, who is the granddaughter of one of my regular guests, Nancy Rogers. I know she graduated high school and. It was quite an accomplishment, and it was so exciting to live across the street from a group of people that were celebrating this major, major event. I couldn't help but remember my own graduation. It was so funny. I remember giving my sister my report card because my I didn't want my mother to see that I barely... <laughs> Oh my God, I was so lucky I graduated. It was amazing. High school, high school is a real challenge. You know, it really is. But here they are. They've graduated and now it's the next step. And the next step is independence. Nobody's on top of you saying you have to be to school or there's a truant officer that goes after you if you don't show up. All the different things that happen in high school now, they're free agents. So congratulations to all that graduated high school. I know it was a great, great stretch this year and last year. But the most important thing, you did it. You made it. You walked across the stage and you got that diploma. And I'm really proud of each and every one of you. We know as, uh, you know, as I do every Monday, I try to do a little bit of historical particular about women. And I believe our history is our strength. Why do I say that? Because when we look at history, we can see all the things that were done, that were creative, that worked or didn't work. And the mistakes that we made that we can undo, maybe do things better. And the most important thing our history tells us is that people stood up under great odds and made change. You know, change is not easy as we are seeing right now in our own country. Change is a very difficult process. But these women, they stood up, they stood for what they believed in, and change happened. New programs came in. New ideas came in. So let's talk about one person that was uh, that was born June 9, 1949, and she's still alive. And a happy birthday to her. And that's Georgia Niece Clark. She was confirmed as the first woman treasure of the United States. The first woman treasure of the United States. You know, us women, we have to balance the budget, right? We have to keep that budget going in order to survive. And here in 1949, this woman was born, and then she became, she was confirmed the first woman treasurer in the United States. Then happy birthday uh, on June 10th, 1963. Oh, what happened? Uh, this is not a birthday. What happened in June 10th, 1963, the Equal Pay Act 
was enacted to prohibit discrimination on account of sex in the payment of wages by employees engaged in commerce or in the production of goods for commerce. Amazing. So in 1963, that's when we finally had an equal pay. But from what I understand, women still do not have equal pay. And then on June 11th, 1913, this was really interesting. Women in Illinois celebrated the passage of a state women's suffrage bill allowing women to vote in presidential elections. 1913. So it looks like Illinois became even... um, was right after California, but they still had not uh, brought in the 19th Amendment, which happened in 1920. Now we're going to get to birthdays. <laughs> Happy birthday on June 7th, 1917, and she made her transition in 2000, was Gwendolyn Brooks. She was a poet and the first African-American to win the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1950. The first African American woman to re to re uh, to win the Pulitzer Prize for poetry in 1950. What an accomplishment! And then happy birthday to Estelle Griswold, who was born June 8, 1900, and made her transition in 1981. Birth control advocate. Isn't this interesting? Birth control advocate and pioneer. Defendant in the Supreme Court's case, Griswold versus Connecticut, which legalized contraception, listen to this, for married couples in 1965. That means in 1965, you were legally allowed to use contraceptives. Can you believe that, that once it was illegal? Well, now they're trying to tell us, you know, oh, my goodness, it's anti-God or something if we use birth control. God forbid we use it. I mean... I remember when birth control first came on the on the scene, and I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I remember the first time I had sex. It was such a relaxing moment because I did not fear getting pregnant. I mean, it's such a big burden off of women, especially unwanted pregnancies. And oftentimes, you know, we are promiscuous, or we have sex outside of marriage, and all of a sudden get pregnant. I mean, it, it's a it's a pretty heavy duty experience when it does happen. But here in 1965, they actually legalized the right for married couples to use contraceptive. And I don't think most people knew that. I think most women just once birth control came on the machine, they didn't care. I remember I remember 1965 when it first it really went on the market and you could go to the doctor and you could get a prescription. It was a liberating moment, ladies, for sure. Well, I have two announcements to make that are very important. You know, Juneteenth is coming up, and hopefully uh, next week on the 14th, which is the first Monday, uh, second Monday of the month, we are going to have uh, Nancy Rogers will be on to uh, talk about uh, the uh, Juneteenth, and we're going to have a special, special interview with uh, Zariah Hooker, who is the daughter of John Lee Hooker, who is going to be one of the guests on the Juneteenth Zoom, and I know it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful 
wonderful interview with her and a a blast into the past talking about her father and talking about her own her own career and then on june 19 on june 17th uh, there's going to be a zoom meeting for the national organization for women and they're actually i'm i've been the president now for nine uh, for five years and they're going to elect a new president and i'm really excited about that and if you want to find out how to go to the zoom go to www.nowson.org org. That's now Sonoma.org. And we're really excited. We're going to have two wonderful guests. We're going to have... Um we're going to have a woman talking about Juneteenth, and we're also going to have somebody talking about the Pride uh, celebration that's going on. And a shout out to all those that are involved in Pride. This is this this is the month, and it's just amazing. The Sonoma County Gazette is now on the street, and they have a wonderful, wonderful article about Pride and what it's all about. Also, there's a wonderful article that I wrote in the paper about Juneteenth that I'm I'm very excited about. Well, we have a really, really intense show this morning, a very tight show, and I want to make sure that we get, we get it going and we have enough time to really, uh, to really talk to, to all these people, to these two, uh, these two guests that I have, um, on today. Well, we're going to take a new uh, musical break right now, Ken, if that's okay. And we're going to play a song called The Earth is Our Mother, sung by the Revels Children Choir. And when we return, uh, joining me on the phone, I will be talking with Christine Beinar, who is Sunrise Movement Sonoma County leader and an environmental science educator for Sonoma Water. We'll be talking about the Sunrise Movement and the 270-mile march that will be happening from Paradise to San Francisco, and I believe it's beginning uh, June 10th, which is just in three days on Wednesday. Amazing. All these young people are going to be marching. And also, I will be talking with Maddie Rudell, who is a 16-year-old student who is also a member of the Sunrise Movement, and she will be giving us the youth perspective, which is very, very exciting and also very important. You know, our children are the future, you know, and they're standing up for their future. They're saying, hey, you adults, you screwed up. Now let's straighten things out. We want to live. We want to have a good life. We want to be able to have children. We want to be able to go to, the, to go to schools. We want to be able to have good health care. We want to be able to have a healthy, strong environment. And that's what they're marching for. So let's go ahead. Let's play The Earth is Our Mother, Ken. Take her 
Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces. And yes, definitely, the earth is our mother. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Mother Earth this morning and what some people are doing. For you folks just joining in, I want to remind my listeners that the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, the board as directors, its members, and Women's Spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I introduce my first guest joining me on the phone is Christine Byru. Welcome, Christine. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here today. Oh, I'm really happy to have you. I mean, I've been, I've had my eye on the Sunrise Movement and finally to get some good, strong information and talk to you and talk to uh, the student, Maddie Rudell, is really, really very important to, to begin with. Well, before we begin, I'd like to tell the folks a little bit about you. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Christine is a Sunrise Movement Sonoma County leader and an environmental science educator for Sonoma Water. She attended UC Berkeley where she studied conservation and resource studies and has been teaching environmental content to K-12 through students at several schools around the Bay Area and fighting for climate justice right here in Sonoma County. Wonderful resume. Anything you'd like to add, Christine? Um, no, you know, I, I guess just want to add that I'm calling in from Santa Rosa and calling in from stolen southern Pomo lands, and that's that's where I live here in Sonoma County. Well, that's a good that's good to know. Well, let's start out and talk a little bit. You know, it, one of the things about women's spaces is the whole idea is to encourage women to become involved and to understand how important it is. So, talk a little bit about yourself. What made you decide to join the climate justice movement? What What was your motivation? Yeah, you know, for me, um, what made me decide to join the movement is really a deep love the land and a deep love for the people and you know specifically talking about here in Sonoma County um, I was born and raised in Sonoma County and still live in Sonoma County right now and we all know that Sonoma County has been hit incredibly hard by the climate crisis Um, I remember 2017 uh, when the first catastrophic fire hit Sonoma County and I was working as an educator at a time, and uh, the school I was teaching at actually burnt down in that fire. Wow. And several of my students lost their homes as well. Um, and in particular, what I remember, you know, so, there was so much loss during that time. So many people have lost their homes and sense have lost their homes as well. And I remember my students in particular, you, they were renters. Um, and for months after that, even years after that, they were sleeping on the floor of their aunt's or uncle's house or in a garage of a family member's house. And also their families didn't qualify for FEMA either, FEMA aid. And so really that was the first time that not only did I directly experience climate change with the smoke, the ash, the fires, but also saw the disproportional impact of climate change on, on my students, on communities of color, on black, brown, indigenous youth. Um, and so that's that love for for people and also that love for the land here in Sonoma County and the entire state of California is, is really what made me decide to um, to fight for climate justice and join the Sunrise Movement. 
Well, you know, it's really interesting when you talk about fires. I can't, in the minute you start, even we were talking about the 2017, but I think this was the uh, last year or maybe the year before when we went outside and we couldn't see the sun because of the fire. And I was just stunned. I said, oh, my God, what would happen if all of a sudden we didn't have any sun? I mean, we couldn't, we could not survive. And the sun was completely blocked. And it was, it was, it was a a real wake-up call for me. Well, you know, I know that uh, a while back the youth movement started. I believe it was Greta Thronberg was her name. That all of a sudden the young woman that was sitting in front of uh, with a sign uh, trying to bring attention to uh, climate change. And then all of a sudden there became a youth movement that was just so powerful. I was just amazed when I listened to some of the young people talking and how how articulate they were. And some of the pushback from adults, you know, well, you know, what are these kids doing and stuff like that. And yet they kept pursuing and out of that grew the sunrise movement so talk about the sunrise movement talk about what it is and exactly what are these young people's fighting or struggle i hate to use the word fighting but they are fighting for what what is their main motivation right right yeah so sunrise movement we are a youth-led movement like you said and we are aiming to stop climate change but really doing that by creating millions of good jobs um, these good civilian climate core jobs in the process and, you know, putting people to work. Um, and really what we're trying to do is, you know, create this movement of young people to stop this corrupting influence of fossil fuels on politics, make climate change an urgent priority because we know that it is, and really elect leaders who stand up for the health and well-being of, of all people. And myself, I first learned about the Sunrise Movement back in fall of 2019 when all across social media, um, uh, Sunrise Movement was kind of blowing up, I guess, um, because there was a sit-in of young people at Speaker Pelosi's office. Um, and this was the first time I had ever heard about the Sunrise Movement. I think the same is true for many people. And what I saw were all these young people from across the country, hundreds of them, who had gone to the White House and were demanding that Speaker Pelosi be bold, be brave, listen to them, take bold climate action. And I saw these young people, my age and younger, being arrested. Um, And also I saw the joy that they had as well, though, singing songs, supporting each other, and really, you know, giving everything for, for our future for really a, a livable future for ourselves and, and everyone. And it was really that inspiration as well that, that helped me join this movement because I was like, I see those people. I see those young people at Speaker Pelosi's house. I'm learning about this thing called the Green New Deal, and I want to be part of this as well. Um, and so, so that, and in particular with the Green New Deal, is really what we are fighting for as a movement. Talk about before we before we get into the march and all that other good stuff. Uh, talk about the Green New Deal, and I want I want to say uh, one other thing about the uh, Sunrise Movement. It's it's interesting. I went on site, and they have uh, they have twelve they have twelve different areas of uh, of uh, their mission. And uh, number nine was I really love this. We take care of ourselves, each other, and our shared home. And that's why I played at the beginning of the program I, before I put you on was our earth is our mother. 
our shared home. And it says we maintain our health of body, mind, spirit, and environment to the best of our ability so that we can maintain a strong movement together. We respect that for each of us that looks different. Amazing young people. I mean, it's, it's just exciting. So talk a little bit about the New Deal. What, what is it all about, and how does, that inter, how does that interact with the Sunrise Movement? I mean, what, what are some of the principles out of the New Deal that the Sunrise Movement is, is uh, working with? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I'm proud to say that the Sunrise Movement really brought the Green New Deal into uh, public visibility nationwide. Um, and it's really our principal legislative priority. Um, and it's basically, you know, a huge host of or huge range of different policies, which would mobilize our country on the scale necessary to combat the climate crisis. Um, and really, in particular, what is different about the Green New Deal as opposed to past environmental le- legislation is it is critical part of the Green New Deal that we prioritize frontline communities um, to really ensure a just transition away from fossil fuels. And also to and, make sure people have equal, uh, you know, equal access to good jobs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so um, that first pillar of a Green New Deal is a federal jobs guarantee, like you said, equal access to jobs. Um, and it really, you know, ensures dignified, well-paying work for everyone who wants it. Um, and really a critical part of this federal jobs guarantee that we're talking about is the Civilian Climate Corps, like you mentioned earlier. And Civilian Climate Corps, um, you know, Biden's been talking about it. It would create these millions of good-paying, sustainable jobs to help transition our economy away from fossil fuels. So do you think the resisting, you know, when I look at the resistance, I think the resistance is all economics, the fear that if we transfer to something new or something different, then economically it's not going to work. But I think I think of how many jobs that we've outsourced. Nobody thought about that. And it's important because I, when in looking at the New Deal, it seems like the Green New Deal, it seems the majority, the vast majority, in fact, if not all, are jobs that are created in the country for we the people. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I look at our county here in Sonoma County in particular. We have a lot of work to do um, in order to make our county resilient to climate change. Um, We could put in our county alone thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to work um, using restorative land practices to make our landscape more resilient when fires come through. Um, and, you know, really listening to the leadership of the Native tribes in the area and their experience in stewarding the land. And we could, we could create jobs for all those people um, in order to protect our communities and protect the land. Well, let's get with it, folks, you know. And what it takes, it takes we the people voting for people and looking at who you're electing to make sure that they have that, that idea in mind. I mean, that's very important. Well, there's a lot happening uh, with the Sunrise Group, and 
what what really all of a sudden the 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 red flag that went up for me is that there looks like on June 10th there's going to be a march or a, a, a walk. However, I don't know exactly how you would put it. That young people are going to up to Paradise, which was the, one of the most amazing spots I could think of. I mean, a whole county, a whole a whole area was completely destroyed by fire because of climate change. You know, so they're going up to Paradise and then they're walking all the way to San Francisco. What is the purpose for that? I mean, we're going to talk to Maddie about it, but how do you see it, and how are you involved with that? Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, it it is a 270-mile march, Um, and I'm proud to say that our Sunrise youth from Sunrise Sonoma County and also hubs across the state are about halfway into their trek at this point. So this past Friday, they had already hiked all the way from Paradise marched all the way to Sacramento, and right now they're marching from Sacramento to Santa Rosa. So on June 10th, they're going to be arriving in downtown Santa Rosa, and we're going to have a rally to welcome these marchers who have marched hundreds of miles across communities who have been impacted by climate change in California. So June 10th, um, from 10 to 11 a.m., at Juilliard Park, we're going to be welcoming these marchers who have come all the way from Paradise. We're going to have speakers. We are going to have songs. We are going to have chants. And then there's also going to be an opportunity for anyone who wants to to kind of um, march with the, the the trekkers who have come all the way from Paradise, march with them um, for a ways heading towards Katahdin, which is kind of their next stop for the for that day on June 10th. So when I interview Maddie, is she marching now? Yes. Yeah, oh, my you're God, that's so exciting. Interviewing her from the road. Oh, my yeah. God. That, I had no idea. That is just, oh, my God. I'm, I just got the chills. That is just amazing to me. How many, yep, how many young people, miles in. How many young people are, are involved in this particular march? Oh, hundreds. <laughs> so um, the, there's a core group of people who have been marching from Paradise and are coming all the way to Santa Rosa. In Santa Rosa, we're growing in size. So there's going to be, you know, additionally many more young people from across California joining us in Santa Rosa for the last section from Santa Rosa to San Francisco. And then on June 14th, that's when there's going to be hundreds of people joining us. We're going to be marching across the Golden Gate Bridge and to the houses of Senator Feinstein and Representative Pelosi's house to really hear our voices and demand that those leaders act with us in in taking bold action um, and also uh, um, creating a civilian climate corps. Well, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, the young people gathering like this. I know when I was growing up, I never had some of the thoughts or some of the ideas or some of the concerns that they have this generation. So a shout out to all of them. Well, we're coming. We're just about coming to the end of our segment here, Christine. So uh, what advice do you have? Now, how can people support this effort of the young people? Do, do they Can they make donations? Can they send their own kids? I don't know. How can they support uh, this? in this particular event and also what are some of the ideas that you have how people can get involved in looking at climate and climate action and also if you could give us a website after you finish that answering that question a website of where folks can find out more information yeah you know i would say um we are more powerful when we are working together 
we have been told for a long time as an environmental movement that if we just stop using plastic bags in our house or maybe drive less, then everything will be okay. But we have found that that is not enough. And individual action, although good, once again, is not enough. So what we are inviting everyone to do is join us in building our power um, and really asking and demanding our elected leaders to look out for our futures and ensure that we will have a planet to live on and a livable future for everyone. And so really, I would say the first way to get involved is show up on June 10th at Juilliard Park, Santa Rosa, 10 to 11 a.m., Show up there. It will be a great opportunity to get to meet people. You can even march with us for a little bit afterwards. Um, if you can't make it on June 10th or in addition, show up on June 14th to walk across the Golden Gate Bridge with us and hundreds of other other people um, to the, the houses of Feinstein and Pelosi. Um, in, in addition, I can direct you to our website, and that's where you can really get more information and figure out other ways to get plugged in. So our website is sunrise soco so s o c o dot org. So you can just find us on there, and um, like I said, we are more powerful together. And and I also just want to add that it is isolating to be trying to fight the climate crisis on your own, but it is joyful to fight the climate crisis alongside so many other people. Well, Christine Byru, I have to say you are a delight. And thank you so much for working with the youth and for being on Women's Spaces and giving us so much good information. And to my listeners, remember, if you go to www.womenspaces.com, the website will be there and all kinds of information also about Sunrise. But it at least will lead you from the website, you know, to get you to the website. So thank you so much, Christine, and much, much success. And if you need anything else, and please keep me in, keep in touch with me and let me know what's happening, any announcements. I can make any any kind of support I can give know that women's spaces is behind this effort with the youth great thank you so much Elaine well thank you Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, this is, I, I can't believe that we're actually going to be interviewing somebody that's on this march. This is, this is great. Well, anyway, we are going to take a musical break, and the song I'll be playing is Singing for Our Lives, sung by the Solidary Sing Along. For me, this song reminds me that we all share the planet Earth, and it is her resources that sustains our life. Listen carefully. And when we return, I am so excited. I'll be talking to Maddie Riddell, who is an active member of the Sunrise Movement, and she will be giving us some information about the march. And she's actually on the march, so we'll be able to talk to her and find out what's going on. I mean, this is going to be a live interview of somebody that's actually marching and going from Paradise to uh, San Francisco. So let's go ahead, uh, Ken. Let's go play uh Singing for Our Lives, sung by the Solidary Sing-Along. Singing, singing. 
definitely change that because young people are marching for their lives. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my next guest. Joining me on the phone is Madeline Maddie Rudell. Welcome, Maddie. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm sorry. I understand that you're marching right now. I am. I am marching at the moment. Well, tell us, just tell us a little bit about it. What is the feeling? I mean, did you hear the song? And what is the feeling? I mean, we are a gentle, loving people marching for our lives. Yeah. No, it feels, it, I mean, I physically, I feel very sore because we've marched 130 miles in the past week. But, um, you know, I I'm, I'm feel really energized by this movement of young people fighting together side by side for a better world, for a livable future. 
So I feel I feel really good. I think the song was perfect, perfectly fitting for this moment and this this movement and this march that I am going on. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me tell folks just a little bit about you before we start. I have some pretty interesting questions, and I, I'm really I'm just thrilled to have you on. I'm thrilled that you're actually at the march itself. Well, Madeline yeah. Maddie. Rudell is a 16-year-old organizer with the Sunrise Movement. She's been an activist for five years. I mean, ever since you're 11 years old. And has, and has organized with Sunrise for one and a half years. She is currently marching. It's uh, 270 miles for a Civilian Climate Corps, CCC, and the Green New Deal. Well, welcome, yeah. Maddie. Welcome to Women's Spaces. And to begin with, let's talk about the Sunrise Movement. How did you get involved? And what is the mission and why do you feel that this mo- this movement and this moment is so important yeah well sunrise is a youth-led environmental justice organization working for good jobs and a livable future for all um and i got involved i was really lucky that two of my now closest friends um from school they're a year older than me they that i talked to them and i was like i'm really interested in activism and they kept trying to recruit me to join Sunrise. Um, and so I got really lucky that I had people that were already involved. And I was really committed. Uh, right when I joined our Sonoma County hub, I was really committed. And so about a month in, I was given communications, like, team lead position, which I was really fortunate to be able to have. Um, and and I, I think, you know, the reason why Sunrise is really, really important for this for this moment in this political climate is that we are really one of the main youth voices in the climate scene, you know, uh, fighting for our future, for a livable future, uh, in a really kind of hard time with, uh, with everything. And I think Green New Deal and CCC Climate Civilian Corps are really perfect for this moment of time of you know, constant climate crisis and unemployment and pandemic. Um, And so I think, you know, Sunrise really is a really beautiful and important organization for this moment of time that we're living through. Well, let's talk a little bit about this, the CCC, the the climate, the Civilian Climate Corps. Let me let me tell my listeners just a little bit about that, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, of course. In January, the Civilian Climate Corps was established as part of President Biden's executive orders on climate, but had no funding, no funding to make it a reality. Then in March, Biden asked Congress to provide $10 billion over 10 years to fund the program, part of his nearly $3 trillion American jobs infrastructure bill. Now, the AJP is headed to Congress, where programs like the CCC will be negotiated on and ultimately will put into a massive infrastructure package that Congress will vote on and Biden will sign into law likely by August or September. So talk about talk about it, why you think it's important, and what would it mean to Sonoma County and all the countries, or excuse me, all the counties across America? Yeah. Well, CCC is a really important part of the climate legislation that we're fighting for because what it is is it's fighting for good jobs. You know, especially right now at this moment coming out of the pandemic and we're living through an unemployment crisis, a CCC would provide, you know, with the correct funding, 
it could provide millions of jobs to unemployed Americans fighting for, you know, a just transition away from fossil fuels to help our climate. Um, and so the CCC, I think about in, you know, Sonoma County, uh, I think the thing that I really think about is fires. That's one of the, you know, all throughout California, we experience fires. Um, and then specifically Sonoma County, I remember uh, whenever after fire seasons or during fire seasons, when my family goes and volunteers at evacuation centers, what I see there is I see um, Sonoma County citizens who a lot of them were evacuated and a lot of them, you know, lost their homes and yet they're at these evacuation centers still helping volunteer their time. Um, and what I really think is that I think instead of having volunteers who are already affected by these fires, where these fires were forced upon them, I think those jobs helping recover should be government-provided jobs. You know, the climate crisis is forced upon us, and so we should have help getting it out. Shouldn't it be the communities facing the brunt of the recovery? That should be, we should be helped out with that. And so I think that, and specifically Sonoma County, um, but there's, you know, there's climate disasters all over the country, all over the world. You know, I think we have, uh, in Sunrise Moon, we have another march going from Louisiana to Texas. And my friends down there, they face hurricanes. They have the same sort of road to recovery where they're the ones who are affected are the ones that have to dig their way out of the crisis, when really there should be hope for that. Um that's just like one of the few examples. I think CCC would provide millions of jobs in communities, you know, uh, helping educate people, helping take care of elderly and young people. Like, I think the CCC would not only provide jobs, but help our community. And that's, that's why it feels really important. Well, you know, it, it's very interesting when I was talking, I was talking to Christine Byru before I talked with you and... Mm-hmm. One of the things that you said that really is interesting when you said people had to dig themselves out of the destruction and that we need jobs to make sure that these things do not happen and that at least people have support and help. Well, thank yeah. you so much for providing that overview. I mean, it's a very, very, very important that people pay attention. I had no idea, yeah. to be honest with you, I had no idea about the CCC until I saw you yeah. when you sent me the five questions and I looked, I said, CCC. And then when I looked it up, I said, oh my God, we're so ignorant. I mean, it's almost like the media. If, if you were not doing something like what you're doing or we wouldn't be having this interview, I think a lot of people would not know about it. Well, let's talk about the march. You know, you are there where are you right now where are you at this moment currently i'm in winters uh we were marching and we're taking a little bit of a stop for the interview but yeah we're currently in winters where where is that uh i think it's like right out it's like outside of davis it's on the way to sonoma county so I believe I believe that it's a 270 stretch, 270 mile stretch. Talk about the yeah. march. Who is participating, and why do you believe? What impact do you want to make? And also, Christine was telling me that on the 14th, you're going to go to Diane uh, Senator Diane Feinstein's uh, home and also Nancy Pelosi. And I want to remind Fe- uh, Senator Feinstein the, the, for the time I remember when they had that meeting with her, how she kind of shined it on, like she knew what was best for everybody that she needs to listen to the youth. So talk about where you are and who's participating and what you hope to accomplish through this march. Yeah, so this 
March, right now at the moment, we have seven marchers that are going the full 270 miles. Um, we're all young people. Come close you know. to your phone, Maddie. Come close to your phone. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, we're all young people across the state of California. We have people from Bakersfield, San Diego, Sonoma County. Um, half of us are, like, under the age of 20, and everyone else is in their early 20s. Um, and we're all across California. We're fighting. The reason why we're marching is because we really want to make sure that we push the cause of the CCC to be as progressive and ambitious and cover as much as possible. Um, So that's why we're marching. That's why we're marching 270 miles from Paradise to San Francisco. And yeah, Christine is exactly right. We're going to be marching across the Golden Gate Bridge on the 14th of June and marching into San Francisco to really make our voices heard. The main goal of this march is to push a progressive CCC as progressive as possible, um, and so that's why that's why we're marching, so the CCC can become the first piece of legislation as a part of the Green New Deal. Now, when you're marching on this 270 miles, are, do you, you have places to stop? Are you are you camping out? or people opening their homes? How how is this all being arranged? How are you how are you getting food? I mean, what are the logistics of it? Yeah, we're really really lucky that across the route there's. Some campsites, we've stayed in a few different churches and stuff. Um, we have a really amazing logistics team um, that really is the backbone of this entire thing. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people along the route have, like, volunteered food and opened up their homes to us. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, logistical stuff in the, back, in the background of getting us to where we need to be. But, um, yeah... <laughs> a lot of different volunteers, which has been really, really, we've been really fortunate to have such supportive people here. You know, I'm thinking of myself being 16. You know, when I was your age, I mean, there was, I never had thoughts of climate change. I remember when Rachel Carson came out with Silent Spring. That was the first time, I think I was about 12 years old when it came out, or maybe Mm -hmm. 20 years old, I don't remember. And that was my first awareness. And I remember trying to, trying to talk to our city council members and even going to a board of supervisors, one or two. And it seemed like people thought it was like, oh, come on, you know, that nothing's happening. And, and look what's happening today. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Amazing. So, so how how is it how is it that that when you're marching, what how are people are people responding to you? Do you, are you getting people saying hi, shout outs? Are you, is the press following you? What what are some of the other things that are happening during the march? Yeah, we've been really lucky to have um, some really really amazing interactions with the people we've met. You know. Every single person we've talked to, which is quite a few, we talk to multiple people every day. Whenever we see someone, we stop and talk to them. Um, And every single person has been really supportive of what we're doing. You know, we've gone through some of the most conservative red parts of California, and yet everyone has been very susceptive to what we're doing. Um, You know, we've talked to people who have Trump signs in their yard, and and when we talk about climate and good jobs, everyone is on board. Um, and so I think that's one of the most amazing parts about this march is that we've been able to really talk to communities and talk to members of the community, some of the most random people that we wouldn't have met if we were not walking through these towns. Um, 
And so, yeah, we've gotten a lot of, like, really good energy behind this. And I think every time we meet someone and talk to them and get good energy from them, that just motivates us to keep on walking. Um, And, yeah, there has been – we're constantly trying to, you know, talk to people across the country um, via press. And so we are doing a lot of, like, press outreach. We have a really amazing uh, communications team behind us as well. So – yeah, it's been really, really cool being able to reach out and talk to so many people that we wouldn't have met if we weren't doing this march. Well, I, my hat goes off to you. I just think it's amazing to all the organizers and to do this. And I'm so excited to be able to talk it to you while you're actually marching. I mean, this is, this is a real treat. So talk about, talk about right now. We're coming, we're getting pretty close to the end of our segment. We got about a few minutes left here. Talk about uh, how people can get involved and, and, and how you're keeping up your energy. I mean, what, 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 what are some of your secrets for being able to walk this trek and, you know, and, and how people can support you yeah uh in terms of energy i think just talking to communities has gotten my energy up you know it's not easy walking 15 20 miles every day but talking to communities and holding actions in different spots that's how that's how my energy gets gets moved um in terms of like how people can support and get on board with this Um, The main thing that we're really hoping that people are excited about and show up to is on June 14th, we have a action at the Golden Gate Bridge at 11 a.m. that we're really, that's like when we're going to have the most amount of people um, really showing our people power. And so that's the main thing. We also have in Sonoma County on Thursday, June 10th, we have an action um, at Juilliard Park at 10 a.m. Um, that that we're also going to be stopping at because a lot of the marches are from Sonoma County. So we're really excited to hold an action, you know, at home base where I live. Um, so yeah, Juilliard Park on June 10th, and then uh, Golden Gate Bridge on June on June 14th are the two places that we're really excited to have people come out and meet us and talk to people. Well, I'm definitely going to be there because I definitely want to meet you. And, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, your mother sent me, your mother sent me immediately the, the releases because to, so you can be on the air because of your age. And and I, I'm curious, how how are the parents of, of these marchers? Are, is there a lot of support? I mean, I felt, I felt from your mother that she really supported you and was very proud of mm-hmm. you. What about other kids? I mean, are there are parents are, are supportive? Yeah, you know, my mom, my mother, my father, they're, my parents are really amazing and supportive. What, what's, um, what's their name? Let's give them a shout out. Diane and Rob. Diane and they, Rob Rudell, two, two excellent, exemplary parents. <laughs> yes, yes, they deserve all the shout outs in the world. Um, I think, you know, in terms of all the young people who are marching, pretty much everyone is very on board. I think people... I think parents sort of realize the gravity of this entire situation and the potential that these marches have. And so everyone's been really on board. You know, I think my my parents are very, they've always been supportive of my activism. Um, And I think it was, I I think it took quite a bit of trust with them to let me go out on this two and a half week long march. But in terms of, in terms of support, it's, there's, infinite support from everyone which is really really a good feeling to have 
Well, Maddie Rudell, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Spaces, and I can't tell you how excited I am that I actually was able to interview you while you're walking, while you're marching, and while you're doing this. Thank you so much, and I look forward to hearing everything at the events on the 10th and also on the 14th. And thank you so much for taking the time, and give everybody a big shout-out for here from Women's Spaces from Sonoma County, and thank them for all that they're doing. Thank you so much. It was really lovely talking to you. Okay, you take care and be safe. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's it for our show. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I am just, I am stoked, folks. I am stoked. Well, that's it for our show. A special thank you to Christine Byro and Maddie Roydell for giving us such great information on the Sunrise Movement. And how exciting that we were on the scene. I mean, I, I, this is the first time that I've, I've ever done that. Uh, the Sunrise Movement is a movement to stop climate change and create millions of good paying jobs in the process. The movement is a youth movement and is always say, I always say, Our children are the future, and we must never lose sight of that. And they are marching. They are saying, help. We need help. We need your support. We need change. We need to support President Biden's plan to get new jobs. The Green New Deal, it sounds like, oh, I mean, it just sounds, it just sounds fantastic. And also, I am available for speaking engagements, and if you have any announcements you'd like to have on the air, like a birthday, an anniversary, or a special event, please do so. This is Elaine B. Holtz with Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. She's patient and she's waiting and she'll take you home now. The woman in your life, she can wait. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, June 7th, 2021.